All right, here's how the rest of that passage goes. Thanks for your patience. And also pray for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. And that's Ephesians 6, 19 through 20. Pray with me this morning. Father God, I come before you and I just ask you, as we've heard so many times, that you would let me decrease so you can increase, oh God. Make yourself bigger. You are great. Have your way. Have your way in this message and in this whole service and the after service ceremony and in this whole church family in our lives, God. Just have your way. In your precious name, amen. amen. Rise up. Rise up, people of God. Rise. Let's take our place as heirs and heiresses of the kingdom. Let's run into the battle, unafraid and unashamed of the truth of the gospel that's been placed on our hearts. Let's take the love that we've experienced here through the grace of God with our church community and go into the schools and into the broken homes and into the streets from the heart of Aurora to the far corners of the earth to proclaim and impart his love to the world. Hey, how do you like that battle cry? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. If that's the cry of your heart this morning, say this after me. You ready? I'm going to give you a battle cry. We will rise up. Called by his name. We will rise up. That victory's been claimed. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's our battle cry this morning. Yes. And that is the title of this message for this Rise Up service is the kingdom battle cry. Man, the world ain't ready for us, I'm trying to tell you. We're, we're on that righteous mission, okay? We, you know, there's like a different kind of walk when you know you already have the victory, when you know your steps are ordered, right? I'm saying. We see it all the time around here, right? I see it all the time because it's in our mission statement for us to find a place for all of us to belong and believe and behave and, and find our place to use our gifts for kingdom building, right? So that's what we do around here. We've got that. We've got that righteous walk. We've got that victory walk. And I want to share a scripture with you. Follow along with me. I'm sorry that they're not able to be up on the screens here. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Therefore, oh, whoops. That's their verse. <laughs> Praise God. Isn't he good? He's good. Sorry. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. I got, I got a lot going on up here as usual. Okay. This is Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Walk in your purpose and shine. That's like my mantra. You can ask my parents right there. Hey, mom. Hi, dad. That is like, hey, right? That is like my my daily mantra, I've put it in songs for the kids, I write it on posters, it's just what I truly believe. I'm so blessed that I get to not only get to do that myself, but help the kids walk in their purpose and shine. It, it is, it is a blessing. I thank God every day, every day, I truly do. I was talking to a kid the other day, I was talking about, man, I might not have a million dollars, I know you don't see that, but I've been given a gift and a purpose, and I'd rather have that than anything else. I was like, oh, I better write that down. A gift and a purpose. We've been given that. 
We've been given that. He's so good. He gives us what we need and then some, even more. And you know what's crazy is the more messed up we are, the more he gets his shine on. Isn't that amazing? He gets his shine on. In our weakness, he is strong. Have you ever been not so good at a particular thing but on a winning team? Uh, when I was young, my dad was my basketball coach every year. Played a lot of sports, but that was the sport right there. And uh, we were, he had, he was making the plays on the whiteboard. You know, we watched Hoosiers and Larry Bird instructional video every year. I mean, it was a good team, okay? But I, I hate to say it, I just, I was not helping the team out too much. I mean, when it was game time, like, I'd get my hustle on, okay? I've always had that hustle. Y'all seen that hustle around here? I have, I, I have that hustle, but it just, see, outside of game time, you kind of see where I'm going with this. Outside of game time, I wasn't putting in the work, right? I was like, I'm on my father's team. Hey, I'll just get these victories. It's all good, right? Yeah. Um, but then um, one year, oh, I got to tell you this. My dad's such an encourager that, like, he used to give me nicknames to try to help me, even though I wasn't that good, like Scrappy and DQ, Defensive Queen. Yeah. I didn't realize it at the time, but he was placating me, yes, so. Um, but then there was one summer I was like, I've had it, man. My dad's the coach, and I, I'm not the best on the team. What's happening here? Like, we got we to gotta do something about this. So I practiced every day. To tell you how serious we were about basketball, my dad had a half-court basketball court poured as our driveway, like a whole key, like the three-point line, the free-throw line, fluorescent paint, the whole nine. So, yeah, I was out there practicing every day. Dad was out there helping me. And that next season, that next season, it was a whole different ball game, right? Even like, <laughs> you didn't have to call me DQ anymore, okay? I was like a part of the team that was actually a part of the team, right? And that's what we want. We want that. We should all want that. We want to be representing our father well. We want to be part of his winning team, and we want him to let us in on those plays that he's doing, right? We want to be one of those X's and O's that's got all those important parts. Because then we can celebrate the victory and see what he's doing and say, look, God, you did this, look. That's why we're in this, isn't it? But we still go through times, even after we've reached that other level, where we might not be on top of our game. And that's when we just throw back our hands and fall on our knees and praise God because in our weakness, he's strong. We can celebrate that he's victorious for both of us. And that's okay. He is an uplifter. He is an uplifter. When Pastor did that um, Bible study on the attributes of God, he challenged us to choose a word, a name for God that was personal to us about who he was to us. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, you remember that. And um, he said, you know, we all do Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi because we hear it in songs, but let's, let's come up with a personal name. Let's make it personal, right? So at first I made up a million names because, you know, I'm a little extra. And then uh, I was in the next Bible study, and I kind of got the feeling that wasn't exactly what I was supposed to be doing. So I actually was back there in rehearsal, like singing and listening to the Bible study. Right? Yeah. And, I, okay, then I prayed. God revealed to me that really what he's been in my life is an uplifter. I looked up the Hebrew word and everything, Miramim, and I call him Jehovah Miramim. I, 
He told me to build him an altar. I named him Miriam. Like that's my, that's what he is to me because all these times in my life when I've been spinning and running and doing a million programs and maybe he wasn't praying about what song I chose for the kids or what choices I made, somebody was praying because through all of that, he held me up. He uplifted me. Do I have a witness? Has he been an uplifter to anybody? Just held you up at your weakest? You look back and say, whoa, I know that was not me. I kind of feel like that right now. <laughs> Sorry. He's good. He's good. He's good. He is an uplifter. I want to read another passage from 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 10. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God who saves us and called us to a holy calling. Sorry, it's a lot of scripture. I, I like scripture. Here we go. Not because of our works we are called to this holy calling, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Amen. We are called to a holy calling, not because of who we are, but because of who he is, right? Not because of our works, but because of his grace and his purpose. Hey. He sustains us through those times when we might not feel our strongest, and maybe when we don't have that intentionality. But guess what else he does? Once he calls us to that other level, then he steps up our game and he prepares us. He gives us what we need to go into those battles and to take it to that next level, put on that whole armor of God, and be ready for what's next in life, right? Can you win a battle without weapons and without armor? I mean... Why would you want to? <laughs> like, like, if somebody gave you all this armor and these weapons and you're like, nah, just, I'm just going to leave it there. I don't, I'm not understanding. And we still do that every day, you know? We do. We, let's be real. We do. We do. Um, and these are God's weapons, so you know they're powerful. We want to use them. We need to use them because the enemy is tricky. He's sneaky, sneaky, right? He's all up in our business meddling. He's... We out here trying to function. <laughs> he's, all, he's all up in our face trying to mess with us. Like, sometimes we don't even see that it's him. It's like, it was the evil one all along. <laughs> Some of y'all got that. Some of y'all got that. But, uh, but God warns us because he loves us, right? He cares for us. So we're going to get ready for battle, RCF. Are you ready? We're going to put on our armor pieces. You ready? All right. All right. Here we go. Hey, uh. Gospel Squad, help me out with these armor pieces right quick. Ready? You can stay there, though. You can stay there. I mean, I love you, but you can stay there. The belt of truth. The belt. The breastplate of righteousness. The feet with peace. The helmet of salvation. A, the shield of faith. The sword of the spirit. And pray always to seal it. RCF, let's feel it. Yeah. Yes. We're going to remember our armor pieces. That's right. So in the book of Ephesians, the first armor piece is a belt. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know if I was, that's the most exciting piece, but ooh, it's the first thing that a Roman soldier would put on. It's the first thing you'd put on, and it's the belt of truth, and everything else is anchored into it, right? We are wrapped in truth, and that's the first thing that we can stand strong on. Because remember, in Ephesians, he tells us to stand firm. Yep, that's right. Next, you got your belt on? Let's fasten it up. Click, clack. Got it? Okay, cool. Next, we're putting on our breastplate of righteousness. Breastplate of righteousness. That's an interesting one because actually in Paul's time they weren't really using breastplates like that anymore. They were using chain mail and such. But you can kind of see what God is doing with this analogy, right? Because what do you think the breastplate is protecting? Yes, it's protecting the heart. And God wants our heart. And in order for him to have our heart, we have to line our heart up to, with his will and his word and his righteousness. He wants our heart. We give it to him. And how do we do that? Through communication with him. He'll lead us on that path. All right, so we got belt of truth and breastplate of right. Okay, okay, all right. I see you. All right. Third, we got the kicks. We got to have that. Loss in footwear to complete the whole, you know, the whole drip, right? You got to have those feet, the shoes that help you, the feet that are ready with the gospel of peace. Now, I was first drawn to this one because when I think of being ready, I think like being alert, like being ready. You know, like you're almost hyphy, you're ready. But it's ready with the gospel of peace. So I kind of thought, oh, that's kind of interesting, right? Like... What? It's ready with the gospel of peace, but that's because we're ready when we have the gospel of peace. Hey, help me out again, gospel squad. Where does the word gospel come from? Hey, they're ready. They're ready for battle, right? Yes. The good news of the gospel. So when we have that good news, the message of Christ, God's kingdom, and his salvation that we claim, then we have that peace. And then, you know, I've been going through these armor pieces with the kids each week in our lessons, which was nice so I could be preparing for this. And this happened to be the, um, this happened to be the one we were on the week that pastor was called home. So I was very grateful for this word of peace, the peace that passes all understanding, because we need that. And we know that that peace doesn't just keep us complacent, right? It moves us. We're ready. Our feet are ready to move because of the peace he's given us. Come on, somebody. Right? Some of us are going through that right now. Yes. In that same lesson, I said that, when we live a life with fruit, right, when we have that fruit, that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control, then we leave those footprints, those kingdom footprints on the world. And we made little kingdom footprints. And I feel like what a great example we've had of that in the life and legacy of our pastor. All right, here we go. We got the belt. We got the breastplate of righteousness. We got the feet ready with peace, right? You with me? All right, now we're going to the helmet of salvation. Hey, all right. This has been a very special one for the children's ministry because uh, we've been having all these kids getting saved and asking Jesus into their heart as their Lord and Savior back there. I mean, we've been having like Holy Ghost parties back there, partying with the angels. That was actually my last 
text with pastor was, hey, telling him about the last person that got saved and saying, that's that fruit with a banana emoji, of course. I don't know. It's the funniest fruit, I guess. I'm not sure. But uh, that's that fruit. We want to be doing that. So, man, what an honor it is to be able to teach about salvation with these kids. And they're just experiencing it. And they're all excited about the salvation that they're just claiming. I'm telling you, it has been quite the honor. All right, two more. Shield of faith, right? Shield of faith. What's faith? Assurance of things hoped for. Conviction of things not seen, right? Yes. Faith is our commitment to the cross. When we don't see something in the physical realm, faith is what brings what God is trying to tell us in the spiritual realm to fruition. And the Bible says that the shield of faith right here, it extinguishes the fiery darts, okay? So, you know, back in the Roman soldiers used to be like firing arrows, and when the enemy would fire, they'd like to overwhelm them with a bunch of fiery arrows. Anybody feel like a bunch of fire arrows are just firing your way right about now? Yeah, yeah, but guess what? That shield of faith that God gives us, it not only blocks the darts, so then they just fire all over your life, like your family and other things, but it extinguishes them, puts them all the way out. That's what kind of God we serve. Yeah. And you guys might remember in the movie 300, they might use those shields. The Romans back then would use those shields. they piece them together to make like this impenetrable wall. Yeah. What a great analogy, especially with all the dissent in our country right now, all the distrust, all the turmoil, to say, hey, we got to remember, when we stand together, we stand strong. Yeah. Amen. All right, last one. So we got to review them all. Are you ready? Was I going too fast? Sorry. All right, here we go. <laughs> Belt of truth. Got it? What's after that? Breastplate of righteousness. Okay, good. Feet ready with the gospel of peace. Okay, okay, good. Yes, shield of faith. I did change the order a little bit because of the, rap, the rhyme. Helmet of salvation. Yeah, and the very last one. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. Hey, y'all, we're ready for that one. Okay, and did you know that's the only weapon, right? We got all this protective stuff, so you know it's got to be fire, right? It's the weapon. It Actually, the word that they used, it's, it means a short dagger, not one like a long sword, a short dagger for those up-close-and-personal attacks when the devil's all up in your business and you're trying to, and you mean business, right? Even um, in the Gospels when Jesus was tempted, what did he use? The Word of God. Three times. It was a wrap, right? Devil had to go. We, we sometimes forget that we have this, this weapon. And there's actually three uh, Greek words that they use in the Bible when they're referencing the word of God. There's the grapha, which is the written word, okay? There's the logos, which is the message of the word, so the message that we receive when we're reading or hearing the word. And there's the rema, which is the spoken, proclaimed word, and that's actually the word that Paul is using here in Ephesians. Rema, the sword of the spirit, because that's how we just use the spirit and we, and we impart him to those around us and we use it as our weapon through the word of God. Right here, the spoken word that we can proclaim and then we have victory. Amen. The devil better watch out. I'm just saying. He gonna get a fight. And it's not even like a fair fight, because, I mean, okay, we already got the victory, right? We got the victory. 
And then we got all these weapons on top of that? Okay. Come on, God. You know, it's crazy. He's like our protection, right? He gives us that salvation. And then all we got to do is walk in it. All we got to do is walk in it. We already have the victory, but we still walk around like, why? Why am I going through this, God? Why? 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 We got to ask ourselves, did we put our, on our armor today? Did we? And how do we put it on? Through prayer. In verse 18, right after Paul is speaking on those armor pieces, he says, praying always in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. Right? He's telling us that's how we activate our armor. We've got to be praying. We've got to be communicating with our Father. That is key. we got to talk to him to be part of his strategic battle plan. We want him to bring us in. We want to be one of those important pieces that he uses for his glory. We want to line up with the winning team. We don't have to be the smartest or the strongest or the wisest or the most bestest because he's smart and wise and strong and great enough for all of us. I want to share a quick, vivid example of how God fights our battles before we close. On April 27th, I was praying and crying and reading the word, and God brought me to Exodus 14. And I thought he brought me there because it talks about be still in the Lord. Stand firm. You know, I like that. Stand firm. Be still. Stand firm. Okay. Be silent. I really thought that might be a word for me because I'm not very good at being still or silent. So I thought that might be what God was teaching me, right? But actually, the very next verse, God speaks. After Moses is telling those guys, you know, God will fight your battles. Be still. God says, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to go forward. Tell them to move forward. And then I'm going to get the victory. Then you know what else he did? It says the angel of God and the cloud, the pillar of cloud moved from the front. Hey, hey, hey. Where it had been leading the way. And it went behind them. To push them forward and to block the enemy's advances and stood in between them. Come on, somebody. He fights for us. He pushes us forward. We have the victory. Um, if you want inter- irrefutable evidence of how we, our path forward and our vision manifested and how we have the victory, join us right after the service, you know, for this ribbon cutting ceremony. God is working. God is moving. God is winning. God is pushing us forward. And in him we have the victory. Amen? Let's do that battle cry again. Can we do that battle cry? We will rise up. Call by his name. We will rise up. up. The victory's been claimed.